0: Welcome to another fantastic episode of InVarious and Uh, We're two guys who talk about, or excuse me, two guys. Of course we're two guys, but we're two geeks yes. who talk about everything. I'm joined this week and every week by my cousin Invarius. Good day. He's coming to us from a cabin in the woods that apparently has an arcade. What's that all about?
1: Yes. You know, now, now with cabins, it's not just like some you know, scary cabin in the woods, like like the movie. No, no, no. It's got these fancy things like hot tubs and jacuzzis and arcades and air hockey tables and like Galaga. You know, it's got, <laughs> it's like got an air. It's got like a area with the air hockey table, and then behind it it's got. Remember those California dreaming, those cars? you like sit seat by seat? Like you know, the Cruise in USA. The Cruise in USA. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So you'd hit that. So I sit down on this thing when we get here, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, all right, I remember the old days." And instinctively, when the, when it did three, two, one, I double tapped the gas, not even thinking about it. And of course, the car got the boost. You know nice. where the where the front end goes up, and I was it just. And I haven't played one of these in like, I mean, decades since so,
0: 1997.
1: I, yeah, I know, right? But it's like muscle memory, right? My foot was just like, yeah! You know, it was was awesome, so. Excellent. Yep.
0: I don't know. Call me sentimental, but I miss the cabin in the woods where you find a hidden basement and there's a a book made of human skin. I I don't know. (laughs) All right. Uh, This week, we are going to continue our Star Wars talk. We're getting into uh, the anthology movies, uh, of which there have only been two made thus far. But before we get into that, Uh, wanted to look at some of the stuff that's been going on in the world uh, this week two uh, big movies came out this weekend I guess with you being hidden away uh, in a cabin with your family uh, you didn't get a chance to see either Sonic the Hedgehog 2 or Ambulance the new Michael Bay film
1: so I've not even heard of Ambulance but Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is a I mean, that is something we've all been pretty excited about in the household, the various household. So it, what, have you seen them both?
0: I have not seen either of them. I was actually, I thought about going to see them today. Um, but uh, I, I was telling you earlier, I, I had to rearrange some furniture in my house or in my apartment. Uh, they're coming to upgrade the internet. So I needed to make room for them to be able to access all of that stuff. Uh, but I may go tomorrow, uh, at least to see Sonic 2 um you know it's funny I didn't see the first one in the theater of course it hit like right at the beginning of the pandemic but uh, I remember hearing how great it was from so many people who had seen it and so I finally when they when they announced uh, Sonic 2 and the trailer hit I was like all right maybe it's time for me to take a look at this Sonic the Hedgehog because I'm always leery about video game movies right I mean yeah yeah for sure so many of them are horrible
1: I mean, uh, obviously not including, you know, the Mario Brothers movie. Oh, gosh. You know, which was. <laughs> it's, it's, that was an instant classic. <laughs> oh, John Leguizamo, of all people. You know, uh, sorry, sorry. sidetrack.
0: Maybe we should do a, a whole episode devoted to Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I'm sure we'd have plenty okay. to say. Uh, but, so yeah, I am concern. looking forward to Sonic 2. Uh, Idris Elba is the voice of Knuckles. That's exciting. Um, oh, that's great. But Ambulance uh, is the new Michael Bay film. I didn't have, even realize that Michael Bay uh, directed it until I was uh, looking at something about it the other day. Uh, does it turn
1: got, into an ambulance or does it turn from an ambulance into something else?
0: Um, it's actually <laughs> a real ambulance. Oh, so no um,
1: Transformer. Okay, got it, got no, it. No,
0: I can't remember who all's in I know Jake Gyllenhaal's in it uh but i can't gosh it it looks pretty good it's action-packed it's like there's a, a bank heist and uh it goes wrong of course and they get away in this ambulance and apparently there's an injured cop in the ambulance and so the police are chasing the ambulance and they don't but they don't want any damage you know it's this whole thing right so it looks all right i don't know if i'm gonna go see it in the theater or not uh but uh again looks good uh but in other news, Moon Knight, episode two was out on Disney+. Oh, Plus I haven't seen two yet. Oh, we haven't I seen, seen it one. yet. So we can't, we can't talk about it. I will tell you this, though. I thought it was better than the first episode. And they're starting yeah. to reveal some stuff so that things are starting to make sense. Nice. Uh, like, you know, I felt like in the first episode, everything was a mystery. And yeah. I mean, it was good. But it's like all questions, no answers. Yeah, yeah. Episode absolutely. two, we're getting there. Which is good because there's only six episodes in this series.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that. There's it is a six. Yes, wow, it that's is a, a lot of a very
0: truncated uh, series. So uh, hopefully hopefully we get uh, real far with the story. I mean, next week we'll be halfway there. All right. Oh, wow. Uh, anything from your on side of Star things Wars. this week or you want to move on and, and get into oh, this I'm, I'm anthology ready. stuff?
1: I'm excited and ready to get into these, uh, both of the movies, which um, I have to just kind of preliminarily say, I am an enthusiast. I like them both. <laughs> I really do. And I, I you know, I think, I think a lot of people like Rogue One, but Solo gets a bad rap. And so I just want to say, just from the start, this is coming from someone who really actually was one of the, probably the few, I guess, who really liked Solo. So just saying.
0: All right. I will reveal my opinion in a moment <laughs> just to keep the mystery alive. <laughs> All right. So uh, as I mentioned before with these uh, Star Wars anthology films, there were only two made so far. Um, there were other ideas that had been, that had been thrown out, but they had either been scrapped or now they've been transformed in the TV series. Uh, so like some of the ideas that, that were rumored were like a solo Boba Fett movie uh the obi-wan kenobi movie right uh were there there were others too weren't there i mean there had to have been others that kind of well
1: i think uh i i think there was talk about having some sort of star wars um like just like a uh fighter like the the jedi fighter or not the jedi fighter the um the star fighters you know like just a, one that was ships and and flying around and stuff like that sort of thing. There was there was rumor about a movie being made for that. I don't know if that's has been Scrapper's still on the table. You know, well,
0: I think that one uh, has been. That's the most recently announced uh, movie, and it's being um, directed by Patty Jenkins, who did Rogue Wonder Squadron Woman. Rogue Squadron is what yeah. I was thinking. Rogue, Rogue Squadron.
1: Squadron.
0: So, so is
1: that greenlit? Is that is that going to happen?
0: I think so. I haven't heard that it's been. Uh, tabled or that it has been canceled um, at this point uh, the I feel like the entire movie franchise or the movie side of the franchise has been put on hold because um, Rise of Skywalker received such a mixed uh, reception when right, it hit there, theaters there really and so after that yeah. they it's like Lucasfilm had to kind of put things on hold to see, all right, well, we've, we've got Disney plus let's, let's see what we can do with these live action series and, and then go from there. And I think the series have been drumming up a lot of interest in the Star Wars property. And so, uh, you know, at this point, I'm not sure. I I still don't know what's going on with, with the movies in general. I mean, you had the, the showrunners behind game of Thrones they had been signed on to do their own trilogy of Star Wars films, but then the last season right. of Game of Thrones hit, and everyone's like, um, "Maybe we shouldn't let these guys do Star Wars movies." Right, right. Um, well, this- I,
1: didn't they? Didn't they also require some liberties that maybe you know the Disney folks you know just weren't uh, you know keen on providing because they yeah. were able to they were able to have quite a few liberties with um, Game of Thrones, and I. I just think I think that, uh, you know, Disney's wanting to be Marvel, or you know, with their whole franchise, everything they're doing with Star Wars and Marvel. They're being very careful, you know, and I think they should yeah. be.
0: Well, you of know, course. It's, they got to
1: do they got to cultivate the slow burn. And, you know, these Disney Plus shows are a great way to do that. Um, but we'll we'll see. I mean, the, the issue with um, Star Wars is a little different than Marvel because Marvel is always progressing forward um, whereas Star Wars has different pockets and time periods that were we've come to the very end with rise of Skywalker so going beyond this into something new um, you know would have to be an advance or involve Ray. and I don't know that it's that's been very interesting there's been a lot of talk about going back towards maybe, Uh, the Knights of the Old Republic time. And and there's been a lot of interest in that. I would be very interested in that. Um, And then, but everything going on with Obi-Wan and everything going on with The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and Ahsoka even are things that are happening within the timeline that we have been exposed to. And so those pocket pinpoints of these series don't really progress and build like a Marvel movie would and dropping hints towards something you know progressively towards the future. That's it's very it's it's a it's a challenge for what they do next, you know.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh so in these anthology movies, let's go chronologically like we've we've been doing like we do with the prequels obviously. Um yeah. so that would mean that the first one we come to is Solo a Star Wars yep. story. Uh let's see here. That came out in 2018 it was directed by Ron Howard uh, originally wasn't it supposed to be uh, directed by the guys that did the Lego movie
1: uh, oh. Phil
0: Lord and Christopher Miller
1: yeah I don't know I only ever heard about it when it was going to be Ron Howard and I was really excited about that you know just because of his directing and and all of that so i you know uh, but uh, it's, it's interest I think it came into the scene with a little bit of skepticism on the front end um oh, yeah. just because of the harrison ford aspect i mean it's that's it's a hard one to put somebody in there especially vetting who would become that person um yeah it's hard it's a hard hard entrance
0: well i mean you gotta look at it this way it, it, this was a movie that no one asked for um like true. you know it, it's like why do we need a han solo origin story like we 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 basically know who this guy is. He's he's a pirate. He's a scoundrel. He's a smuggler. Uh, right. When, when we meet him in A New Hope, he is not the good guy. Um, right. Right. And, you know, as as many times as George Lucas wants to go in there and and change the scene between him and Greedo. Oh, he shot first. The fact of the matter is he he, he shot only, you know, in the original movie, yeah. Greedo never got a, a, a shot off. That's exactly so right. It was it was Hans, and it
1: doesn't even make sense. Let's 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 just you know let's just break that down for a second. He's bringing him in for the bounty. You know what I mean? And so the the whole dialogue leading up to it is about him bringing him for the bounty, not about him killing him dead or alive. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then it's always like I've been looking forward to this for a long time, and then boom, boom. You know, it's just like I think I think it escalated, and Hans just like see ya. Yeah. They fixed it in this movie though, don't they? Don't they make the attempt to kind of clear things out? We can get to it in a minute, but I'm just saying there was like this moment where it was like, Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, that's who he is.
0: Well, and I've got that in my notes a little bit later. So we'll we'll get there. But I did want to, you know, say that like that's I feel like that was such an important part of his character arc in in A New Hope was you know, he starts off the movie as I mean, he he kills Greedo in cold blood, but then by the end of it, he's helping to save the galaxy so i mean that's that's quite a a a 180 on his part um right so what we get with with solo is uh, it's a heist movie set in the star wars universe not exactly oceans 11 uh meets a new hope but i mean it is still uh you've you've got that excitement of of this crew that that comes together to pull off a couple of different heists uh throughout the movie Um, It did have disappointing returns at the box office. Uh, Part of that, I think, was a response to The Last Jedi, which a lot of people complained about. And it also was released only a few months after The Last Jedi hit theaters. And so there was also the possibility that we just had an oversaturation of Star Wars media in general, which... You know, I, I, I remember people saying that at the time. But in my head, that doesn't that's not an argument that really holds water, you know, because right. the MCU is pumping out three and four movies a year, but no one's complaining yeah. about others. Oh, too many superhero movies. I mean, some people do well, think complain about a, that, but they still make millions yeah, of dollars.
1: Yeah, there's a question of relevance here. I mean, again, you, like you said, nobody asked for it. I mean, when you have one of these movies you're asking yourself, why? Why is this something that I should watch? You know, what, what is the value here so that I can kind of get a backstory to a beloved character? Well, the truth is everybody loved Harrison Ford being Han Solo, Han Solo is Harrison Ford. So seeing a backstory for how that came to be and you don't get Harrison Ford, it's like, eh, why do I? Now, but when you take some story that's a backstory, and it either provides insight into something, you know, that you didn't have details about before, much like, you know, we had four, five, and six. And then you figure out, oh, we've heard of the Clone Wars. What are the Clone Wars? He fought with who in the Clone Wars? What are the Clone <laughs> Wars, you know? And so you're excited to find out that. Well, same thing here. There's things like, you know, the, the Kessel Run, you know what I mean? You're like, you, you hear all these things, you know, that, that are, are fun to break down, and this could have led towards a whole nother arc, you know, as we'll come to and talk about the end of it. And, and I think that was their intention. I think that their mindset had to have been, this is an opportunity where we're going to be able to expand in a whole new direction. This isn't a one-off, even though it became a one-off.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain that the cast was signed to multiple movies in their contracts and so it would have made sense to, say, connect this to, uh, you know, when they had the the, the rumor going around that, that Boba Fett was getting a movie, you know, have a Boba Fett movie that takes place in the same time frame. Right. And Early. so, and, you know, therefore yeah. connecting the bounty hunter to this criminal syndicate that's, that's going on and you right. know, bring back the young Han Solo for that. I mean, why did they have such a, a tumultuous uh relationship you know right obviously um boba fett when we meet him in empire strikes back you know aside from the the money on uh han solo's head you know it seems like he's got a reason to go after this guy so yeah and um, technically
1: he was in a new hope standing by the william falcon in that extra scene they added (laughs) yeah i still don't
0: like those extra scenes um we'll we'll get there when we talk about the original trilogy (laughs) um all right but all right so so one last initial thought i had like going into the this movie um i just got to ask because maybe you know better than i do when did the golden dice become a thing I mean, when, yeah. when that's such a big symbol of who Han Solo is, because like I know, <laughs> I know they show up in The Last Jedi, right? Luke yeah. gives them to Leia. And then when Kylo finds them at the end, they disappear because they were a force projection. But yeah like they make it like it's a big deal. And I don't remember those things even showing up in the original trilogy. I mean, maybe they were in the background somewhere.
1: It, it had to have been. It had to have been a background like on the dice that everybody in the, in the cast noticed, you know, and they're just like, oh, the dice, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know, man. I I, I look at it and I go, you know, it's cool now. And I'm, I'm probably going to look for them again going forward. But you're right. It's just like, ah, there they are. The dice. I yeah. remember the dice. Of course, the dice, you know.
0: Yeah, I think when <laughs> when I watched the the original trilogy for our our episode next week, I, I'm going to have to I have to look slow down and, and pay attention whenever we get a scene in the cockpit of the Falcon. We're like, all right, where are these dice at? Why, why are they so important? <laughs> um, right, right. So right. that was I, I just wondered if, if you had any insight into that um nothing but it's nothing <laughs> <laughs> all right so for just a few minutes let's talk about the cast of this movie um okay. because it is stacked with some pretty great players um now i'd never heard of alden ehrenreich before he was cast as young con solo for this um and for what it's worth i think he does a great job he had huge yep. bill um, yeah. and, and there's no way you can play this role without being compared to Harrison Ford. And he's not Harrison Ford. right? But I think he no. did a great job. In fact, I would love to see him re- reprise the role in another, like in a Disney Plus series at some point. Like continue this story that you have with Crimson Dawn. As Kong, would I. Um, You know, yeah. as it plays out pre-New uh, Hope, you know? Uh, it, it, yeah. I think it'd be great to see him come back I think it'd be, be great to see Amelia Clark come back as Kira. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that character has recently returned in the comics uh, that are set in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, but I'd still like to see more of her history with Crimson Dawn and Darth Maul. Oh, absolutely, there's a lot there.
1: Well, oh, absolutely. Well, I, I think they could pull that off as doing a Disney Plus series, at least to bring some closure. I would like to think that there's a whole crew of people at Disney that just don't feel good about leaving something open-ended. You know what I mean? I, I just, I can't stand, I can't stand storylines that don't get closure. I'll watch a show to its bitter end, even if I loathe it to just get closure to the end of it. Yeah. And, um, but you know, I think that, uh, from an acting standpoint, all of that was very well done. Um, the Lando with Glover, Glover right oh my gosh yes oh, Donald my Glover. gracious Donald Glover I was so in love <laughs> with that that portrayal and and it, I just I mean of course community you yeah. know enjoyable on <laughs> yeah. the community but this was a whole nother level yeah he he nailed that that and it's a hard one to nail because it's suave right and it's it's very you know Oh, just like Billy D. Williams. I mean, just, just a suave, cool guy, but not necessarily like enough to be a lead. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: He's, he's that, got that this wouldn't
1: take the thunder from Harrison Ford and, and empire, <laughs> nor did he, nor was he meant to here, you know, anyway, I thought, yeah, he was awesome. yeah
0: no, he's, he's got this great blend of like charm and arrogance. Like uh, He plays the perfect con artist and it's, I don't know. I was watching it earlier today and I was like, if there's a perfect performance in this movie, it's Donald Glover playing Lando. Like it's just, yeah. it's well, spot and I on. I wish
1: they had done someone like Donald Glover uh, for the role of the, uh, the thief in uh, Last Jedi. That was played by Benicio Del Toro.
0: Oh yeah. You know, or because they,
1: they tried to do that a little bit with him but I don't think they nailed that. I, you know, we'll talk about those later, but you know, I think it is such a careful role um, that doesn't upstage your main character, your, your main actor, your main lead. Um, And he did such a great job. I mean, couldn't have done it better.
0: Now I will say um, uh, that's, that's another one I'm looking forward to. They have announced a Lando series at some point down the road i don't know when it's supposed to oh, be great. filming or when it's supposed to uh release on disney plus and they haven't even said like which version of lando they're focusing on personally the way i'd like to see it is have it like bookended with billy d williams as the older lando telling the lando yeah. chronicles like he's recording in um yeah in this movie and then you know yeah. you go back and you've got a flashback of Donald Glover playing the young Lando in his own adventures. I think that'd be great, Uh, and you know, of course, you could bring back um, the his droid L7. Was that her? Yeah, Phoebe Waller Bridge uh, played her. Um, That's a great
1: role, by the way.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like, as as much flack as this movie got, it's it's incredibly entertaining, and I just I don't understand why it's it's gotten so much hate from the Star Wars community because. Yeah, yeah. no one asked for it, but it was still, it's like, uh, I don't know, I want to pull out Maximus from Gladiator. Are you not entertained? Come on, people. Yeah, I know. Now, I mean, there were
1: some lines, and I don't think that this was an acting thing. I I think that there were some lines and some cheese moments just in in the chase and and the runs and the one-liners. That were maybe a bit much, you know, it was almost like they were trying too hard to make him, you know, the Han Solo character um, and and lack subtlety. But I will say it was a it was a bare minimum of moments that I felt that way. The truth is, I thought it was a very fast movie. Um, I was, you know, I think the initial part where he and Amelia Clark get separated um, was a very convincing, strong moment for me. To be able to identify you know his perspective and 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 her perspective and what they became in their different paths that i mean that was just from a cinematography standpoint uh from just a plot standpoint just very well done in my opinion um and, and it led us to where to the different paths now the the i gotta ask you about woody harrelson because you know everybody has different opinions about woody harrelson i enjoyed you know, his performance. What did you think?
0: Uh, I thought he did really well. I thought he played very strongly into like the scoundrel aspect of Beckett. Um, So much so that like from the start, you know, he's not to be trusted. Yeah. Um, Which of course plays out perfectly uh, as the movie goes on. Like he, he, I mean, he makes it clear that, I mean, if, if he doesn't trust anybody you know you should know from that that he himself is not to be trusted and he mentioned he he tells he tells han this over and over again yeah um and so so you know you get to the point where uh spoiler alert his betrayal at the end is expected and of course even part of the story han even expects that he's going to betray them and of course he does and, yeah. uh, and so yeah, that I, I really, I really liked that character. Um, you know, again, in in cases like like these where where we've got these anthology movies and you've got these these characters that are introduced and it's, it's a one and done kind of deal. It's almost a yeah. shame because, especially in the Star Wars universe, you know there's so much rich, backstory to every like even background players it's like somebody's made up a story about this person and 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 they've got this entire history that you don't see necessarily on the big screen but you know it's there you know they've been fleshed out um i don't know that's i've always found that to be something attractive about just the star wars yeah i I agree i think
1: it's now, I will say I did find that the introduction and connection into the Rebel Alliance was pretty weak. Um, I didn't connect or identify with or or even fully grasp and understand what, you know, early enough, what we we're trying to talk or go to. I didn't feel like it was very well led into there, there could have been more to inspire about the cause of the Rebel alliance you know what i'm saying
0: you mean like with with infus nest yes yeah
1: Uh, i think i think that was weakly portrayed and to the point that at the end you know it was like oh these are for you know it, it could have been food to be fed for the hungry you know what i mean it could have just been like uh yes so these will be given to these people you know it's just like it didn't matter what it was as opposed to you understanding or having some connection what would have been cool would have been um, and like, if it had been like, if we had seen Mon Mothma or some something like that, that would have connected us, you know, to someone, or yeah. even, or even if because there's no problem with continuity, if he had met, you know, Bell Organa, you know, that would have been a really cool connection into the storyline, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, we're we're so early in in the, uh, the timeline, um, you know, the, the Alliance wouldn't have been a thing yet. And at least I'm, if I'm thinking of the timeline, right. Uh,
1: but that's where they were leading us towards, you know, I mean, right. that's they're, what they were you trying know, to say. They're planting the you know?
0: seeds of, of rebellion exactly. with, with this. Right. And I agree with you. I think, it, I think that that's that part of the story I thought was weak. Um, you know, I, I know that, uh, I feel like that Infest Nest was n- necessary, uh, so that you know, obviously the train heist had to go wrong, so right. that they could, well, first of all, lose two of their crew, which right. uh, coming back to them, right. Tandy Newton and yeah. John Favreau, I, yeah. I thought both of them awesome. were wasted potential. You know, they sure were. They were. They all were great. T- for the for where they were and what they were there for but at the same time like to have them only there what on screen for maybe 20 minutes i couldn't believe that she died so quickly yeah i
1: i I wasn't surprised that john Favreau's, Favreau's character died but i will say i was very moved uh even though it was cgi i mean i was very very moved by uh that character death yeah um that was oh man that was that was good it was really good um i know we we only were doing this for a little bit and we haven't even started on the other movie but I, I just want to make sure we talk about for a second about the han and Chewie connection and that origin story for how they first met up um i really liked it and i thought it was really cool how they came together in yeah. that in that pit scene and making that connection to work to get out what did you think
0: that was never how i pictured them meeting but i mean it makes sense for the story that they were telling um yeah and i <laughs> i appreciated his attempt at speaking uh whatever the the language <laughs> of the wookiee is <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah i i didn't like that <laughs> I, I really i didn't like i don't, i never like that stuff you know
0: you, you don't just you don't no you don't know how to speak wookiee come on
1: you can't you can't do that
0: no um you no. How about the, the romance uh, between Han and Kira? What, what do you fall on that?
1: Um, I, I thought it was good. Um, I felt like, of course, Amelia Clark is, has a great acting experience from Game of Thrones about trying to figure out her emotions in relationships and relationships intermixed with her you know, career and her, her, her station. So she pulled that off. Pretty well, in my opinion. Um, I think that it was uh, something where her being opposite in the situation with um, oh, the bad guy, you know, Jarvis. Um, Dryden Voss. Dryden Voss, right? Paul Bettany. But the actor's name, Paul Bettany. Yes, thank you. Um, So I thought he pulled that off in a great. His rage was awesome. But he's just an amazing actor, anyway. But her being in that position was convincing to me. Um, The only thing that wasn't convincing to me was the pendulum shift for her ambition to taking over. Like we Um, didn't have enough moments to see her kind of do things that would make sense where she was shady, in my opinion. There may just not have been enough time.
0: So here's here's where I think it is. Like I've every time I've watched that movie, I've. I have kind of had the impression that Han's feelings for her were a lot stronger than her feelings for him. Yeah. and You know, yeah. they had a, Maybe they had a good him. thing going on Corellia, but once they got separated for him, I mean, he thought about her every day. He, he was, his goal, no matter what he was going through was to get a ship, go back to Corellia, find her and reunite her, yeah. for her. Yeah. It was about surviving. And so yeah, she, she didn't have wrong. time to think about him. You know, she, yeah she was forced to do anything she could to get by. And that included forgetting Han Solo and, yeah, and, and any well, future that she might have with and him. Very
1: clearly she looks at him like he's a bit naive and young. You yeah. know what I mean? When she, when she meets him, it's just like he is living in some dream. I think the only thing that I would say is that they, I just didn't see her evil enough, you know, and maybe not evil is not the right word, but I didn't, it, you know, I know her from Game of Thrones, so I see her megalomania come out in that. So I know the actress has it. I just don't think that they maybe had enough time or could provide enough to show that she would be the second in command to yeah. Dodge Mall eventually, you know. So
0: well, yeah, yeah. They didn't there there wasn't enough time, I think, to to pull off that uh I guess that bit of her personality in the story that we were told. But uh right. again. That's one of those things I would love to, to see explored in future stories or in another Disney Plus series, but who knows what's going right. to happen. Um, who the, knows? The Kessel Run. Uh, yeah. When I was watching it today, you know, well, first of all, I'm, I'm glad they were able to go back and kind of uh, fix that mistake, I guess, in the original uh, script. where it's a big deal to make the kessel run in 12 parsecs which is a unit of measure of distance and not time (laughs) and it's like (laughs) what so you made it in 12 parsecs doesn't everybody make it in 12 parsecs and uh (laughs) but you know the fact that they had to take a different route is is what made the difference and so uh but my question as i was watching it today i was wondering a little bit could han be slightly force sensitive because his piloting skills that he's displaying here and in the asteroid field that we see in Empire Strikes Back might yeah. indicate that he is. Uh, especially when we consider what Qui-Gon said about Anakin doing the pod racing stuff.
1: Oh, he I mean, must have Jedi reflexes.
0: Yeah. yeah, you have to have Jedi reflexes to be able to, you know, see what's what's coming. And, and I mean, he just weaves in and out possible. of... I it's
1: possible. You know, I think that the, you know as opposed to Harry Potter world where either you have magic or you're a muggle, you know what I mean? I think that in star Wars world or universe, you would, you know, there are people that probably exhibit, you know, the force connection <clears throat> and, and all of that and have m- Metaclorians, but may not have enough to warrant being found, you know, by uh, the Jedi order, you know? So I think that's very possible. I mean, the the ability to anticipate what's behind the next rock that you can't see—that's mm-hmm. like floating around—I think is you got to have force power there. Yeah, something.
0: Well that that would that would have been interesting to get into. You know had had we seen more past Return of the Jedi. Um, yeah, and you know Luke doing his Jedi thing. Yeah. um all right so so we we've talked a little bit about that end where where kira takes over but that that scene with you know that, that three-way standoff between her and dryden and han uh,
1: yeah.
0: i thought was just fantastic
1: oh i love that scene that's so good did you feel like he died a little too easily and quickly
0: um no i you know i thought that the the fight if they had extended it too much longer it would have felt overplayed i think okay but yeah. between the three of them they all got their shots in yeah and uh and i thought it was fitting that she was the one to take him down yeah. um obviously because i'm sure that it was an abusive relationship yeah it, absolutely no that, how that happened for sure do you um
1: I, I loved the, I loved the part about the switch, you know, and just the, the, the double gold cross, you know, on, on the, uh, on the goods.
0: That was pretty cool. Did you,
1: did you appreciate that part too? Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I said, Beckett's, Beckett's betrayal was telegraphed early on. You, if, if you didn't see that coming, you weren't paying attention. Right. Um, and then in the end, Kira kind of turning on Han as well, you know, that might've been less obvious, I mean, I think once, but
1: it was still there. Once know, Dryden,
0: was- once Dryden was dead, and she's telling Han to go after Chewie. Um, you know, at that point, you know she's she's going to drop him and and do what yeah. she has to do to survive. So my question there is: is that about saving Han, or is that about self preservation for her for her?
1: I think probably both. I mean, I I, I do believe that she was influenced to kind of have a moment of nostalgia for her connection in her childhood and, you know, and, and growing up with him. And I think that that was like something she wants to preserve in the end. I think it's still about her either way. Yeah. You know, it's about her preserving her future, but also her, you know, making sure her past or, or at least the version of her past that she likes to remember is not destroyed like everything else in her life. So, you know, but yeah, I, I, uh, I would be interested in seeing where it would go from there. What'd you think about Darth Maul's, you know, mechanical legs? You know, <laughs> I thought that was pretty,
0: that was pretty cool
1: how they, they paid homage to uh, to the the show.
0: I mean, the first time seeing them in live action uh, was, was definitely interesting. Um, I, I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember what my, what my reaction was seeing him. In the theater. Now I I had obviously had seen Clone Wars, so I knew he was uh yeah, still, still alive. alive. Um, yeah. but I, I do wonder what that was like for the casual fan who was just seeing this because it's a new Star Wars movie and, and they had no like, wait idea. a second, and they have never never heard of it. Didn't he get cut in half Please. at the end of Phantom Menace? Do
1: you wonder though, especially because they might even think it's stupid too? You know, we kind of worked our way into it with the show, so it wasn't like a you know, like like <laughs> yeah. some some soap opera where the person dies. You know, clearly, you know they had a brain tumor, and then they're back. You know, they're alive. You know, I, I wonder for second. people who just kind of come in, and they were like, "Come on, the man, was cut in half. You don't come back from getting cut in half." You know, but, but you uh, do. And you do have spider legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, clearly, you don't know that that species. You know, it doesn't have any internal organs below the waist. You know, whatever. So, whatever.
0: Alright, any final thoughts before we move on to Rogue One?
1: No, yeah, let's roll.
0: Alright, I'll wait. Uh, I've got a bad idea. I've, I've got a bad feeling about this. Does anyone say it in Solo?
1: Oh, they've got us Somebody had to have said it in Solo.
0: They actually don't, don't, tell don't me, say really. I've got a bad feeling about this, but Did Han say does say I have a good feeling about this when he's flying through oh, that's the mail strike, right. That's right. So, that's right. Yeah, that's true. That's so that's right. that's the that's variation true. on it. Uh <laughs> all right, moving on to Rogue One a Star Wars story. This uh was another movie that I mean, we didn't really ask for it, but it does fill a plot hole from episode 4 a new hope. Uh this one came out in 2016 directed by Gareth Edwards and is basically you know, after you've got all these movies that are titled Star Wars, this one's the first one that really feels like a war movie. Like it's yeah. it's a war movie. It's a spy movie. Um, it, it's it, it's just exciting. It's I don't know. So just Help me out.
1: prelim <laughs> thoughts and opinions on it. So I this was one of those that I walked into and I was like, I, don't, I, I could care less. I could care less about any of these these topics. Like when I was watching the preview of it, when I, you know, and of course, so because I'm an an enthusiast, my mind immediately went to, you know what? Just like I like just walking through the park. You know what I mean? The Disney park. You know, even if I don't get to ride the rides, I just want to walk around the (laughs) Disney park. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll get
0: to see Mickey. (laughs) Maybe
1: I'll. Yeah, yeah. And that that's kind of how I was with this movie when I saw because I saw the preview and I was like okay, cool. And I like, I like all the actors in it. I just, I just, I didn't see what thing was going to give me anything. And, uh, and I was wrong because when I watched it now, it took me a minute. It took, it should take me a minute. There was quite a while that I was like, there's really nothing in here that brings value to me. But then I got to see Darth Vader and then of course the end and that and the moment, even just the moment with the, the, the helmet, I mean, And uh, and his, you know, his uh, moment with Trinick. I mean, all of that uh, was incredible uh, all the way up to the, you know, that that ending part. So, you know, some people might find it to be boring or an offshoot or irrelevant. But um, I guess it it didn't really build for me on the value of the rebellion. Like, I think they wanted me to I, I think they wanted me to have that feeling like this is how rebellions are built i'm like oh yes i understand now you know i didn't i didn't feel that i mean did you i mean did you find yourself inspired by the rebellion cause you know i mean
0: i i did fight for independence um of a a small ice cream store uh in blacksburg after i saw this movie uh just kidding (laughs) I, i didn't do that it's more of a protest <laughs> than anything else. Uh no. What the thing the thing that I appreciated most about Rogue One is that we get to see both sides of these Star Wars, right? So yeah. we get the sense that there's good and bad on both sides. So I mean, yeah. it's obviously the empire is controlled by unmistakable evil. But there are still yeah. good people amongst the ranks of the empire who don't agree like, with Emperor's plans like for the plan like Yeah. Yeah, like her dad. Whereas with the Rebel Alliance, undoubtedly they stand for good against the evil of the Emperor, but many of their soldiers are forced to commit these heinous acts in order to see the Rebellion succeed.
1: Do you find, though, that after your experience with the Clone Wars, like, like we both got exposure to seeing the deficiencies of the Rebellion cause there, like where there was betrayals, there was things that weren't going right. But I guess the general fan doesn't really know that, and this movie would have helped them out and been their aha moment. Do you think? Do you think that plays into this?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's it's almost like uh, in the opening crawl for Episode Three, you know, it, there's a line that even states there are hero- heroes on both sides. Right. You know, you've got heroes in the Republic, and you've got heroes with the um, uh, Separatist movement, and right. and so it's like. You know, one side isn't necessarily good or evil it's it's you know one side believes one thing the other side believes something different and right. and they you know obviously just can't get along but i mean with it's it's a little bit different here with the empire you know obviously is is controlled by a sith lord who is for all intents and purposes an evil man and yeah. and so that innately makes the the empire evil an evil entity that must be stopped and uh and so you've you've got this good versus evil thing happening but again um it's it's not as simple as a litmus test where oh everybody who is with the empire is obviously evil and everybody with the rebellion is obviously good and their hands are clean it's it's just not that way i mean we see that with cassian Right Uh, from the very beginning. We were introduced to him. He's getting information from an ally, and in order to keep the rebellion safe and to keep the information he gets safe, he has to kill this person who gave it to him so he can escape.
1: Right. Do you feel like there was, like, a parallel to, you know, kind of some of what the U.S. has done in the past, like, as far as, like, an Americanized understanding of spy and espionage here?
0: Oh, absolutely. I... If if we knew all of the things that I'm sure America has done in the right. you know the cause of, of keeping the world safe for democracy, I mean good gosh. It may not make everybody we quite be able comfortable. To sleep at night. Well
1: well, I think there's there there was a lot to be uh, valued in the hierarchy of the uh, empire, you know, that structure and clinic and uh, you know, just trying to trying to roll. Uh, up the chain or the betrayal or people taking credit above you for things that are yours you know just like very Tarkin. um mm-hmm. which by the way can we just take a little side moment um you know we benefited from seeing um well we won't talk about Leia here for a minute but when, when you saw peter cushing's character were you just blown away or were you like uh that looks like a video game
0: <laughs> um it was for the a little first uncanny time, valley moment. for me it was it was a little uncanny valley for me like where it's it looks cool but it's not quite there like I feel like at this point you know they're they're getting there with that technology right and, yeah. and putting these digital actors uh, into these movies I think that it's like I said I think they're getting there but in what did we say 2016 when this was released yeah. uh it wasn't quite there yet
1: it wasn't um, quite right and and you can see how much things have advanced to now oh yeah you know like it's i mean like, it's crazy to see uh you know
0: luke there's skywalker, there was even a, you know? a big difference you know not not to you know jump off uh subject here too much but you know in the mandalorian seeing seeing a young luke skywalker at the end of season two compared Versus to seeing three. him in an episode of boba, boba fett, fett yeah there's there's been a a, a big leap in in how huge, well they're able to do that uh um, so, incredible, and that's that's incredible. just been a matter of a, a year's time passing so you know yeah i think 2016 it, and now it's it's a quantum it, leap
1: it's it is it is definitely a big leap i will say for me because i hadn't seen anything like that on screen so well done and I, I was just like, Whoa. I was, I was amazed. I thought it was great.
0: Um, yeah, I was surprised the they used part, him as much as they did. I they was did like, when lot. when yeah. they first put him on screen, I thought, oh, this is gonna be neat. They're gonna have him for like a cameo, and yeah. and we're gonna get one scene with him, and and we're only gonna see him like from the reflection of him in the glass. But no, <laughs> then he turns around. He's having a full on conversation with Krennic. I'm like, how are they doing this? What is this sorcery? Did you,
1: did you find, for me, I, I thought that uh, his rendition on there was better than Leia's. So I, I don't know if it, but I wondered, I wanted to ask you if you agreed, one, and if so, why do you think that is? Uh, that it just seemed like he seemed more real. You think it's the age, the grains of the face? I you don't know, know. She just seemed I, like I really, a porcelain doll a little bit at the end.
0: Both, I mean, really both of them for, like, just kind of were sketchy for me like like i said uncanny valley like you just got this yeah. it looks real but you know it's not and it's it's unsettling um
1: what what did you think about um krennic's performance what that what's that actor's name
0: ben mendelsohn um,
1: mendelsohn oh man i, I thought so it was i great. really like his, i think he's a great a
0: actor lot. um you know you hardly ever see him as a good guy and, right, and that was a nice right. turn when uh as a scroll when it turns out oh he just wanted to get good yeah guys. Yeah. Um, yeah that was good but i you know as as krennic go you know as far as krennic goes i could see him i don't know i i liked his performance i really did and i liked yeah. him as an antagonist but at the same time you know there's this part of me that's thinking why why isn't darth vader the the main antagonist here because at this point in history he is at his most powerful he is right. second in command to the emperor why isn't he overseeing all of this stuff happening and why you know why are we dealing with this middle management uh guy who who has aspirations higher than the the level he's actually achieved right. because that's what he is he is middle right. management he answers right. to, to so many people, but he thinks he's uh, uh, he's higher than he is, which does sound very middle management, by the way. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's,
1: like,
0: it's like he's a he's he's like a, a tiny little dog that that's barking all the time and and yeah. thinks he's the size of a Rottweiler, and he's not. I,
1: I do. I am surprised that he's not. He he hadn't been killed at some point yet, you know. But th- there is something to be said for the flashback scenes. Of him and Galen and Galen's wife just you know being there, I'm assuming on Coruscant or or somewhere wherever they were. Yeah, looks like um,
0: Coruscant,
1: you know, where they're living, you know, in wealth, as opposed to being out in space on a mission. You know, there, there's a bit more there. If they ever did a series to kind of show what life on Coruscant was like, you know, after the Emperor took over, I think you'd find just this uh great rift you know of the lower and upper class you know and just probably seemingly you know like maybe what happened in nazi germany
0: you, you know, know I've, I've thought about that I, i'd be willing to bet that for the, like the core worlds for coruscant and for surrounding systems that things didn't change much between the republican and the empire days i bet because those were the, the higher class kinds of, of planets where you know, higher your, class. Yeah. your upper class folks would, would have been. And, and so they would have benefited just as much from the empire taking over as they would have from the Republic. Um, right. It's it's the outer rim and the kind of the poorer areas of the galaxy right. that would have seen right. the oppression of the empire.
1: Oppression and and racism. You know, we know that the Sheik, the Wookiees were taken in and uh, enslaved to even build the Death Star. Yeah. And so, I mean, that that whole aspect and Palpatine's, uh, I don't know if I know this from books or if I know it from comics or what I know it from, but Palpatine has a, a prejudice with, despite Darth Maul, uh, with aliens, <coughs> you know? And um, it's interesting. Um, almost like, he has a circle and involvement, but some sort of prejudice uh, therein for lesser beings. And maybe it's not all of them. Maybe the the ones from um, uh, what's the what are the ones called that have the the aliens that serve beside him in the prequels?
0: The Twilex
1: Yeah, the Twilex Where he might see certain ones as valuable, or even at a higher level than other ones like walkies or anybody like that but i mean well, I you see it when
0: that. when he fights yoda i mean he calls him his little green friend i like little little what a skin green. color has to come into this man
1: yeah yeah seriously i don't want to hear everybody talking about green so <laughs> but uh
0: well you know
1: i i know we spent a lot of time on solo um but so let's round out this one real quick um i uh i wanted to Get your thoughts on uh, the Cassian idea of a Cassian spinoff that uh, that's coming to fruition here.
0: Uh, I am excited about that. I did like the character of Cassian Andor, um, so I, I kind of can't wait for for that series to to make its way onto Disney Plus. I know they've finished filming the first season, so I think it's supposed to hit sometime later this year. Um, I think. Do he's... you think? Go ahead.
1: I was just going to ask: Do you think it's going to connect to anything else, or do you think it's going to be completely every like just his little fun little missions?
0: Um, I hope it doesn't connect to anything else. If okay. it connects, I hope it connects in some kind of loose way to maybe the Rebels animated series. Okay. Um, because it it I I think it'll take place around that same kind of time frame. Um yeah but uh i you know i like i said i i love that character i'm glad they're bringing in k2so for that as well um yeah. i really liked alan tudyk as as him uh, oh my gosh i always want to call tudyk him k2so4 is... even though I... I know that's wrong <laughs> like it's not Man, so clear
1: is just awesome i remember watching frozen for a, like a million times with my 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 daughter and um and then I just saw the, the credits one time, just looking through, and I saw his name as the Duke you know, of Weaseltown. You know, and, and I thought, of course that's you. You're yeah. awesome. you know. He's just He does so much.
0: He was the chicken in Moana, yeah. too. He was the what? He was, he was the, the chicken, chicken in Moana. Moana. Yeah. Um, well, I don't
1: know if you've seen, did you ever see Firefly? Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I watched Firefly.
0: So, I've seen Serenity. And okay, I'm good. a leaf on the yeah. Wind. It's a must.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's good. So you know, just that's where everybody really falls in love with him. But he's got a new show too, doesn't it? He? Where he's pretending to be he's an alien pretending to be a human.
0: Yes. Oh, now that you mentioned it, I can't remember the name of the title of it. Um, but it's
1: good to see that he'll be in the, the voice uh, in in the casting yeah, show too. He's, so he's
0: back at K too. Um, all right. So before we uh, end things. I think we've we really got to talk about Darth Vader and that final scene.
1: That last scene. From the oh movie. my gracious. I mean, we're Epic. we've
0: we've had this emotional gut punch. Everybody we've we've come to know throughout the entire movie, they're gone. Like everybody yeah. dies. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got this, We should
1: be over at this point.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> like it's just you're just you just got this dark hallway, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> oh man.
1: I Were you sitting here? Cause I, I know at the end, like when they're, they're, you know, dying at the end, um, I'm just kind of looking and thinking to myself, okay, well, <laughs> I guess that's that, you know? And I was just like ready to walk out. I was like, all right, well, they'll get <laughs> right, the roll fight. credits. Let's guess, do it. <laughs> yeah. Roll credits. And then that happens and they're doing the rush. And I'm like, wait, something's going, there's something going on here. You know what I mean? Just all of a sudden <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this. Oh my gracious! And uh, them just tearing it up, and them just trying to get out the door and get the plans.
0: See, oh, and that's that's the Darth Vader I think that so many of us have been waiting to see on screen because oh, now yeah. we're we're past Reflips. the the technological, I don't know, roadblocks that they had in the seventies and eighties, and and you you're able yeah, to yeah. make Darth Vader this incredibly powerful sith lord who can mow yeah, through yeah. dozens of soldiers without taking and a shot did. and it's just like oh. this he is he is at the height of his powers he has no idea that his kids survived and so he doesn't have this yeah. emotional conflict going on no. he is just hate and fear and anger personified and yeah. and this is like i want i want that in the kenobi series That's the Darth Vader I want to see when he confronts Obi-Wan Kenobi the second for the second time. I am I'm here for it. And yeah, oh my gosh, me too. I I could watch an entire movie of Darth Vader just just tearing tearing through an entire planet of people just because he's pissed off.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so 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 good. Um, I think you know they conveyed well just the transition uh to go right into the ship being boarded so i mean you can seamlessly watch that movie and just just have have the movie ready for for new hope and just go right into it and of course yes you can't get out of the fact that it's it's you know all the the hair of the actors and you know from the 70s and you know their garb and all you just can't get away from you just try so hard to just jump over it yeah and, and you're so there's no there's no question to the stark reality if you're going back a few decades at the same token you could not have done it better
0: yeah you know it was no, they, they very a well job. done um all right last question i've got a bad feeling about this was it said in this one no yes okay oh, well man. it was partially said it was partially said K two, as they're going up into the citadel, he says, "I've got a bad feeling about." And then he gets cut off by Cassian. They, <laughs> Cassian and uh, and Jen, kind of look at him and say, "Shut up!"
1: <laughs> All right. So, would you say then, just so I can prepare myself, I, I've got to start listening out for these now because now I'm getting I'm getting a quiz. Um, is it in every movie? Is it represented in every single movie?
0: It's actually said in in every one of the the skywalker saga but the variations happen in the anthology the, uh, you know,
1: anthologies there you
0: go so, <laughs> that's yeah. great yeah all right um, so
1: all right rank them for me then between the two the, the two that we talked about solo and rogue one which one
0: is better oh gosh um i do like them both <sighs> You know, before I watched them today, I would have said Rogue One.
1: Yeah.
0: But I think now I'm leaning more towards Solo being the more entertaining of the two. Now, I say that because as I was watching Rogue One, I was thinking, like, for the first half of it, I felt like it, it, it's it's disjointed. Like, you're, yeah. you're jumping from one place to another so much. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't really come together until the end when they, you know make the plans and go to Scarif and, and get the Death Star plans. Right, right. And it's at that point that it really takes off. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, for me, uh, after watching them both today, uh, I got to say Solo.
1: Yeah. Solo for me, uh, I feel like especially that's something that could grow if they do the shows or anything like that, beyond. if they do provide closure. I think Rogue One is what it is and is done and was a, a wonderful offshoot that led into it. Uh, but the end made the movie, yeah. unquestionably. Uh, whereas solo, I think, you know, it was a build and it was developing. So that's that. Absolutely. Yeah, it.
0: All right. Uh well, thank you for joining us for this discussion of uh the Star 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 Trek. Oh my gosh, what just happened? Don't say it. How dare you Star Wars. Hey, I like Star Trek too, but let's not get into that right now that's that's another conversation for another galaxy um the star wars anthology movies please forgive me for that uh slip of the tongue um if you like what you've been listening to tell your friends they might like it too. give us a five-star rating you can now find us not just on spotify but on apple on itunes you can find us on google podcasts uh so look for us in those places share us with your friends your family uh you know even your enemies because why not you know it's life is short
1: especially if we if you know if uh if you don't like us then uh you know definitely (laughs) send us to your enemies (laughs) that's right
0: if you find us to be way too annoying send us to all those people you don't like the the kids who picked on you in high school um just almost like a yeah. glitter bomb right
1: yeah hey look we just want attention like good or bad <laughs> <you know? laughs>
0: there's no such thing as bad publicity all right uh, we'll be back all again right. with another episode next week um if you if you've been catching on to our theme uh i believe we'll be uh hitting the original trilogy star original, wars episodes four one. through six right
1: that's right that's right
0: so we're we're getting into the really good ones next oh yeah now now we're on it all right uh i am peckapalooza you can find me on twitter and on instagram at peckapalooza and you can find in various uh shooting people on playstation right
1: that's true you will find me in my in various handle and all all, (laughs) platforms both on ps5 and on nintendo switch
0: Dude, you got a ps5 you didn't tell me that
1: oh yeah we'll have to go over that story uh, let's go over that story next week when we get started because uh it was definitely a lucky occurrence uh,
0: so all right yeah, yeah i'm looking forward really to that fun. one all right yeah. uh i hope you have a great whatever it is wherever you are and we will check in with you again next week